as you're doing somatic work, you may notice that you feel into a particular um, perhaps movement in your system. Maybe you're feeling into your womb and you're feeling particular sensations in your pelvic floor. And after repeated and consistent practice, you're able to stay with the sensation for a bit longer. And as you stay with it, more of the information is revealed to you. This is really the first stage of your healing process. It's not always easy to stay with the sensation. Your instinct will be to run away from it. Your instinct will be to shut it down or numb out or interpret it very quickly as something that is undesirable particularly if the sensation is painful or making you feel uncomfortable. If that's the case, more so the reason that you need to sit with it for longer. When you learn how to sit and feel without the stories of the mind, without a narrative, without a, a sense of um, how this is making you a really bad person, or maybe this means you're sick or you're ill, when you just sit with sensation, the world of sensation opens up to you because it's almost like your body is recognizing and your brain is recognizing that because you're able to perceive it for longer, you can't be that threatened by it. When we're threatened by it, by something, we run, we shut down, we fight or we fight. So we battle ourselves or we um, numb ourselves. <clears throat> and that essentially is our, our way of protecting ourselves. And our brains are are geared and wired to keep us safe. If we're used to running or we're used to battling our own internal sensations, our brain has learned that pattern and we have to unlearn it. We unlearn it simply by allowing ourselves to feel it for long enough. And I don't mean feel it sit there for weeks and weeks and weeks, feeling the same vibrational pattern in your body or the same physical tension in your body and then saying, well, I'm feeling it now, I'm feeling it. So what more can I do? I'm not, I don't feel, I'm not feeling any better, but I'm feeling it. And this is where we go into the second stage. You felt into something long enough. You're aware it's something to do with you, something to do with your life, something to do with the way you perceive yourself, maybe to do with your past childhood experience but you don't really know what. You have a sense, maybe it's something un slightly uncomfortable, maybe confrontational, but you're not really too sure what it relates to. This is often where things get cloudy. And when there's trauma, when there's PTSD there and dissociation, it's very cloudy. And people often experience brain fog, which, which prevents them from actually getting the internal clarity they need around what these sensations relate to. If you stay with the sensation long enough, repeatedly over the course of a few days, and you start to assume that everything you perceive as related to the, this sensation is valid, and you just make a list of what these things are, or make draw up some hypotheses, because you may not instantly know, but you don't need to know at this stage. You just need to be willing to inquire so you want to allow yourself to make this list, write down, okay, I feel like this sensation in my womb, in my pelvic floor, it feels tight and it feels like it's pulling me over to the right and I sense into it and it feels like a tugging and it feels like there's pressure there and it feels like um, there's some tension and 
this perhaps relates to the way I embody my feminine energy or the way I um, feel about my own body or the way that I grew up in the household I grew up in. Like you may not know for sure which one of those three things it is, but chances are it's a combination of everything. So the more you can list down at this stage is helpful. Make that list and don't get too attached to it. By doing this, what you're starting to do is connect experience, external experiences with internal sensations. If you can also feel in to what emotion comes up as you sit with that sensation, you will get even more information. And this information is going to point you into certain experiences, certain aspects of your history. And it's likely that it's your early history, your childhood. It could also be your ancestry. As you feel in and you connect movement sensation in all of the bodies to your emotions, to your life experience, the next thing that generally occurs is that you will, or you may start to access imprints. Imprints are sometimes visual. So sometimes you can have a flash of something and you can see maybe a partial picture Sometimes you see a whole movie and you don't really know what it's about, but you see it. Sometimes you can taste um, an imprint. So it's really something that, an imprint is like a fragment within your inner world, in the world of sensation. And you may start to even get images of things that have happened to you in your past, in your childhood. You may also see things that have happened to your parents. When you start to get these impressions, and these imprints, you want to be perhaps writing, writing them down because you will not always get the full picture up front. You may get a partial picture. If you can remember it all, great, but chances are when you're trying to piece together this puzzle of why you feel the way you feel, and often it is a bit of a puzzle, you want to not have to recall things. You just wanna be inquiring with a certain momentum that makes things easy. So you just write it down. Okay, I, I sense into the emotion, I sense into the sensation and I'm getting images of being five years old. I'm getting, I'm seeing myself in a house. Um, I, I kind of sense it's my parents' house and all the windows are open. I can hear people shouting and I can't really sense anything more than that. That's perfectly fine. You write it down. When you go back into your feeling state with the same level of curiosity and sincerity, wanting to explore yourself, you already have this fragment. Chances are, this is gonna expand. It's gonna, um, it's gonna start to open up and you're gonna start to get more detail. You can also take that image in your next um, meditation session and you can start exploring it, like being curious, okay, who else is in the house? Because I can hear people shouting, but I, I can't get a sense of who is in the house. So can I close my eyes and really feel into this image and just see what spontaneously arises? It will be spontaneous. It will be, um, it will require you to use your kind of active imagination. It's like a different sense that you, that you have. And we're not often used to using our imagination as adults, as children, yes. So you kind of want to expand yourself, open, accept this scene and go into it deeper by taking yourself in there, 
right? By expanding the image, by being curious, by asking some questions, by letting this, this imagery develop. And the key and crucial thing here is by is to let every single thing that comes up assume it's valid. Don't assume you're wrong. Because this information is not coming from necessarily your mind. It's not coming from your body. And information that comes through the body can be cryptic, but it's usually very, very honest. And if you learn to trust by assuming the position of trust and acceptance, you will find it's much easier for you to accept whatever you're shown. And you, therefore you'll be shown more because now you're, you're saying internally that you're not scared. If you can accept what you see about yourself, you're not scared. Fear is only when you reject what you see about yourself. So you're allowing these fields to expand. You're allowing your visual um, world to deepen, become more vivid. And you're also staying connected to the internal emotion, the sensation. There's no point just having a field and loads of images, loads of imagery, but you've lost your sense of connection to it. Some people find that they see lots of vivid pictures. They have no idea what it means. Very difficult to interpret something if you're not connected to it. And we only really get that connection when we let ourselves connect emotionally. You might then say, okay, I see myself in this house. I'm five years old. I can see where I'm sat. And I can see, you know, some, there's some shouting happening. I can kind of get a sense of that. And the shouting is happening in a different room. And I'm, in, I'm inquiring as to who is in this house. So I kind of got, if you want to inquire who is in this house, what would you do if you wanted to see in ordinary terms, who is in the house, right? You'd look around to so look around. These are just dimensional landscapes. You use your third eye and your inner vision to look around. So you're looking around, can't really see anything, not really too sure there isn't anyone downstairs. Right, so what do you want to do? Okay, what would you do ordinarily? You'd probably go upstairs, right? You say, okay, well, how about I take my perception up the stairs? And you just, again, just allowing yourself to go there. Your imagination is going to start going there. And then your felt sense is going to start going there start to go up the stairs and you see, who do you see? You see your mom and dad in the bedroom arguing, for example. Okay, now you have another piece for your puzzle. As you can see, you will build your own self insight and awareness, especially if you have missing memories. This is how you will build the, the understanding of what has happened by allowing yourself to go there noticing how you feel. So you get to the top of the stairs and you're seeing this image and you're hearing the shouting. What you wanna do is you wanna come back into your heart and into your emotional body and go, well, how, how is this actually making me feel? What about that tugging and that tension I felt in my womb? Is that still there? And it was, how is it now? Has it changed? So you're doing a lot of work, actually. You're not just, um, it's almost like it's it's a very engulfing process because your all your senses are are activated actually. You're feeling, you're, you're kind of seeing using your internal vision. You're asking questions. You're understanding. You're um, you know you're really embodying this whole um, this imprint. You're embodying it because you want to understand it. And then maybe you find that actually you are feeling something, you're feeling really uncomfortable, you're feeling a little bit scared, and then you're feeling that the, 
go down into the body again. How's my body responding to this in the here and now? Okay, my body's actually, you know, the tugging is getting a little bit more intense, blah, blah, blah. That's what you'll notice. You, you've got to be willing to move through different levels, right? Not just stay in the imaginary realm and stay in the visual realm, not just staying in the realm of sensation or emotion or um, like cerebral inquisition. You're actually traversing all these realms, all these states at the same time in order to get the clarity that you need about why this is relevant to what you're holding in your body. This is a process. It's like a um, practice. With any practice, you do it over and over again, you get better at it. And this work of kind of somatic imagery and somatic self-healing will become more intuitive, more second nature when you practice. Just like when you, you know, you, you go to the gym and you're working out, the more you work out, the more muscle memory you have, the easier it gets. You don't have to pay so much attention, for example, to keeping your balance when you're doing something in the gym because you've done it so many times, you already know what posture to take. You already know how to find your center of balance. You already know how the movement feels and should feel and should look. And actually what you're doing there is you're just exercising the muscle. And then you get to increase the load. And by increasing the load, somatically speaking, what we're talking about is increasing the depth that we can feel into without freaking out. By allowing ourselves to go deeper into the darkness, deeper into our own shadow. Just as if you're weight training, you're increasing the load because you can handle it. Your nervous system can handle it. You are able to not have to think so much about what you're doing. And it's exactly the same. So you can think of your somatic um, practice as, as like training really so when you start to when you start to understand what has happened to you and how it relates to what you're holding in your body you have established a very um, deep level of self-awareness and insight and we will talk more about well, what do you do after that how do you actually get a resolution okay you know why your wound feels the way it feels. You can see what it's related to. It's related to the, maybe the fear and patterns that you've held since you were a child, related to your parents, et cetera, et cetera. And you get it, but then what? How do you actually get a healing result? These are perhaps some of the things that you're thinking about. For now, focus entirely on allowing yourself to get to this point. Sometimes we have memories. Sometimes we are so used to being in therapy. We've told the stories all before. So we kind of automatically assume that this sensation, because I've talked about it so much, this sensation is held in my body like this and it relates to this emotion and it connects back to this childhood experience. And I've talked about that so much, but I still feel it. I still feel it in my body. So why am I still here? And we're going to talk more about why that is. It's very common to end up feeling like that. That's often a, a symptom that the process itself, that the healing process has not fully um, been unraveled within you. So that there may be more, there may be more information to be revealed. There may be more imprints there for you to explore. And you may have to go deeper into your emotional body to get the resolution. 
you may also have to try to emote and get the emotion out of your body in order to get a resolution. Otherwise, you're walking around, and you may even relate to this, you're walking around knowing all the stories that you've, that you've held, knowing how your body has suffered, and it, perhaps even now is still suffering, knowing that you're holding all of this emotion, but knowing this stuff does not help you to release it in the sense that just knowing it alone, if you're not releasing it, it's not going to lighten you. It's not going to make you feel lighter. It's not going to make you feel better. In fact, a lot of this stuff is very confronting and makes you feel worse, which is why most people don't want to do some deep somatic healing because it is very confronting. And it's important to, to recognize if you're in this place that there are more stages that you will go through that will enable you to release what you're holding. But where you are, if you're finding that you're relating to what I'm saying right now, where you are right now is, is just a part of the process. It's not the end result. So the more self-compassion you can bring when this starts opening up to you and you start seeing some deep things about yourself and your childhood, the more self-compassion you can bring, self-compassion is, is actually more about self-trust than anything else. It's about trusting that you are seeing all of this for a very deep purpose and you have the courage to work through this, to understand this, to hold this, to feel this, and that this is necessary for you. It's your medicine. Having self-compassion means you are always recognizing how your medicine is served to you. And you say, oh, wow, I really get that. I really feel why. It, it has to feel like this right now because you're aware of your own ego and how your ego moves. You're aware of how your ego structure moves, vibrates, what feeds it, etc. So when the medicine comes in, that part of your higher self is going, oh, right, yeah, you really need this. This is something to lean into. It's not something to be afraid of. This is not poison. This is medicine. So developing self-trust is part of the journey of self-compassion. I hope that this has been helpful. We're gonna be talking more about each um, aspect of the somatic connection and integration release process. So if you have any questions about what you've just heard, post it on the video below and I'll see you on the next one.